Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Part 2. Chapter 11 of Madame Bovary. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For further information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Madame Bovary by Gustave Flaubert Translated by Eleanor Marks Aveling Part 2, Chapter 11 He had recently read a eulogy on a new method for curing club foot, and as he was a partisan of progress, he conceived the patriotic idea that Yonville, in order to keep to the fore, ought to have some operations for strephopody or clubfoot. For, said he to Emma, what risk is there? See! And he enumerated on his fingers the advantage of the attempt. Success, almost certain relief and beautifying of the patient, celebrity acquired by the operator. Why, for example, should not your husband relieve poor Hippolyte of the Lion d'Or? Note that he would not fail to tell about his cure to all the travellers, and then, Homais lowered his voice and looked round him, who is to prevent me from sending a short paragraph on the subject to the paper? Eh? Goodness me! An article gets about. It is talked of. It ends by making a snowball. And who knows? Who knows? In fact, Bovary might succeed. Nothing proved to Emma that he was not clever, and what a satisfaction for her to have urged him to a step by which his reputation and fortune would be increased. She only wished to lean on something more solid than love. Charles, urged by the druggist and by her, allowed himself to be persuaded. He sent to Rouen for Dr. Duval's volume, and every evening, holding his head between both hands, plunged into the reading of it. While he was studying equinus, varus, and vulgus, that is to say, catastrephopody, endostrephopody, and exostrephopody, or better, the various turnings of the foot, downwards, inwards, and outwards, with the hypostrephopody and anastrephopody, otherwise torsion downwards and upwards, Monsieur Homais, with all sorts of arguments, was exhorting the lad at the inn to submit to the operation, you will scarcely feel probably a slight pain. It is a simple prick, like a little bloodletting, less than the extraction of certain corns. Hippolyte, reflecting, rolled his stupid eyes. However, continued the chemist, it doesn't concern me. It's for your sake, for pure humanity. 
I should like to see you, my friend, rid of your hideous cordication, together with that waddling of the lumbar regions, which, whatever you say, must considerably interfere with you in the exercise of your calling. Then Homais represented to him how much jollier and brisker he would feel afterwards, and even gave him to understand that he would be more likely to please the women. And the stable-boy began to smile heavily. Then he attacked him through his vanity. "'Aren't you a man? Hang it! What would you have done if you had had to go into the army? To go and fight beneath the standard? Ah, Hippolyte!' And Homais retired, declaring that he could not understand this obstinacy, this blindness in refusing the benefactions of science. The poor fellow gave way, for it was like a conspiracy. Binet, who never interfered with other people's business, Madame Lefrancois, Artemise, the neighbours, even the mayor, Monsieur Tuvache, everyone persuaded him, lectured him, shamed him. But what finally decided him was that it would cost him nothing. Bovary even undertook to provide the machine for the operation. This generosity was an idea of Emma's, and Charles consented to it, thinking in his heart of hearts that his wife was an angel. So, by the advice of the chemist, and after three fresh starts, he had a kind of box made by the carpenter, with the aid of the locksmith, that weighed about eight pounds, and in which iron, wood, sheer iron, leather, screws, and nuts had not been spared. But to know which of Hippolyte's tendons to cut, it was necessary, first of all, to find out what kind of club foot he had. He had a foot forming almost a straight line with the leg, which, however, did not prevent it from being turned in, so that it was an aquinas together with something of a varus, or else a slight varus with a strong tendency to aquinas. But with this aquinas, wide in foot like a horse's hoof, with rugo's skin, dry tendons, and large toes, on which the black nails looked as if made of iron, the club-foot ran about like a deer from morn till night. He was constantly to be seen on the place, jumping round the carts, thrusting his limping foot forwards. He seemed even stronger on that leg than on the other. By dint of hard service, it had acquired, as it were, moral qualities of patience and energy, and when he was given some heavy work, he stood on it in preference to its fellow. Now, as it was Equinus, it was necessary to cut the tendon of Achilles, and, if need were, the anterior tibial muscle could be seen to afterwards for getting rid of the varus, for the doctor did not dare to risk both operations at once. He was even trembling already for fear of injuring some important region that he did not know. Neither Ambrose Parr, applying for the first time since Celsus, after an interval of fifteen centuries, a ligature to an artery, nor Dupuytron, about to open an abscess in the brain, nor Jean Soul, when he first took away the superior maxilla, had hearts that trembled, hands that shook, minds so strained as Monsieur Bovary, when he approached Hippolyte, his tenotome between his fingers and as at hospitals, nearby, on a table, lay a heap of lint, with waxed thread, many bandages, a pyramid of bandages, every bandage to be found at the druggist's. It was Monsieur Homais, who since morning had been organising all these preparations, as much to dazzle the multitude as to keep up his illusions. 
Charles pierced the skin, a dry crackling was heard, the tendon was cut, the operation over. Hippolyte could not get over his surprise, but bent over Bovary's hands to cover them with kisses. "'Come, be calm,' said the druggist. "'Later on you will show your gratitude to your benefactor.' And he went down to tell the result to five or six inquirers, who were waiting in the yard, and who fancied that Hippolyte would reappear walking properly. Then Charles, having buckled his patient into the machine, went home, where Emma, all anxiety, awaited him at the door. She threw herself on his neck. They sat down to table. He ate much, and at dessert he even wanted to take a cup of coffee, a luxury he only permitted himself on Sundays, when there was company. The evening was charming, full of prattle, of dreams together. They talked about their future fortune, of the improvements to be made in their house. He saw people's estimation of him growing, his comforts increasing, his wife always loving him, and she was happy to refresh herself with a new sentiment, healthier, better, to feel at last some tenderness for this poor fellow who adored her. The thought of Rodolphe for one moment passed through her mind, but her eyes turned again to Charles. She even noticed with surprise that he had not bad teeth. They were in bed when Monsieur Homais, in spite of the servant, suddenly entered the room, holding in his hand a sheet of paper just written. It was the paragraph he intended for the Fanal de Rouen. He brought it for them to read. "'Read it yourself,' said Bovary. He read, "'Despite the prejudices that still invest a part of the face of Europe like a net, the light nevertheless begins to penetrate our country places.' Thus, on Tuesday, our little town of Yonville found itself the scene of a surgical operation, which is at the same time an act of loftiest philanthropy. Monsieur Bovary, one of our most distinguished practitioners, Oh, that is too much, too much, said Charles, choking with emotion. No, no, not at all. What next? Performed an operation on a club-footed man. I have not used the scientific term, because you know in a newspaper every one would not perhaps understand. The masses must. No doubt, said Bovary. Go on. I proceed, said the chemist. Monsieur Bovary, one of our most distinguished practitioners, performed an operation on a club-footed man called Hippolyte Tautin, stableman for the last twenty-five years at the Hotel of the Lion d 